0: growers responsible because it's their workplace. The contractors are responsible because they're bringing the workers in and the workers are also responsible for their practices while they're there because everybody's responsible for safety in the shed.
1: You're listening to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Ellie Bigwood The shearing industry, as we all know, is one of the most physically demanding occupations. As an industry, we have a responsibility to do as much as is possible to reduce the risk of injuries and accidents occurring in shearing sheds and providing a safe working environment. That's why Australian Wool Innovation and the WA Shearing Industry Association, WASIA, have developed a new program to do just this. May we introduce Safe Sheds, the Shearing Sheds Safety Program. Safe Sheds is a new best practice guide and self-assessment tool available in both paper and digital format that's been developed to provide wool growers and shed staff with a better understanding of the risks and options to mitigate those risks. The program forms part of a greater portfolio in training and technology uptake at AWI, with training and tools on offer for wool growers, but also in the wool harvesting industry. A few examples of projects in this area include shearer and wool handler training managed by our very own Craig French, and you may remember the Dubbo Shearing Shed at Arrow Park, where Henry Ridge drove that collaborative project to create a shearing shed design that better addresses worker safety, animal welfare and shed efficiency. So Safe Sheds is another string to AWI's training and technology uptake bow, And again, another shout out here goes to Henry for his efforts in getting the Safe Sheds program up and running. Not only will workplaces be safer, industry productivity and profitability will be improved, and this will go a long way to increasing the entry, retention and career longevity of our shearing workforce. Our project partners from WOSIA, Executive Officer Valerie Pretzel and President Darren Spencer join us today on The Yarn to tell us more about this important industry initiative.
0: The objectives of this is really to make the wool harvesting workplace safer for all and we know that shearing is a very physical occupation. There's an increased risk of of work-related injury and illness so it's really important that we improve safety standards so we want to ensure that we've got increased productivity with less time off because of injuries to retain workers and be able to attract them in the first place because obviously we're competing with other other industries. So we want to ensure that we've got a, a good workforce. And also about improving overall costs because workers' compensation is a very high component of the costs of shearing and it's increasing and agriculture in general, shearing is is pretty high in terms of the premiums. So it's all about trying to improve that, um, ensure that we've got the latest working conditions and that we are also conforming with legislation and the requirements of offering a, a safe workplace.
1: We'll go into a bit more detail on the modules that exist within the program, but, Darren, how has the industry been operating before safe sheds, and what's the risk of injury and in a worst-case scenario?
2: Before safe sheds, we've just been operating, you know, we turn up at the shed and, and we shear the sheep. Some contractors have been pushing their growers to try and improve conditions, and some growers have been improved their conditions immensely. But Safe Sheds will give us a guideline for everyone across industry to work by to improve our conditions to, as Valerie said, retain workers and, and encourage new workers into the industry.
1: This has been quite a collaborative initiative from many industry partners. How did we all work together to come up with this solution, which has then finished off as an AWI and Wasia partnership?
2: We started back in About 2017, when um, Joe Hall from Wool Producers called us and said the state of the sheds was uh, getting worse and uh, more workers were getting injured and that we needed to do something. So we as an association put together a proposal for AWI. We went to AWI with that and uh, AWI came on board to support us financially to get the program uh, ready to go out. And so we've worked along with AWI since then. We've had a lot of input from people in the industry, whether it be trainers or contractors across Australia. And um, there was other stuff we used with WorkSafe Victoria, used some of their information they had. And there was some stuff came out of the Sydney Uni as well around uh, safety in the sheds.
0: We picked up a fair bit from uh, WOSIA actually ran a program Uh, Back in uh, sort of early to mid 2000s, and had developed quite a lot of material then. So, partly we were revisiting those materials and standards and looking at best practice across New Zealand and Australia, and really trying to bring everything into the one place because we do get calls from growers saying, We're doing a new shed what are the standards and obviously AWI have already done a lot with that with the the Dubbo shed and and looking at what are the, the best practice. And so it was about trying to get everything into the one place, one document. And a series of checklists that that people can refer to that everybody's really agreed on and obviously it's a living breathing thing it's going to evolve as well over time and as people work with it and we get feedback this is something that we will then just uh, continually develop to keep it up to date.
1: Yeah certainly and Darren I'm just going to go back to one of your comments then Um, you said that Joe Hall from Wool Producers said that Sheds were getting worse. You're a shearing contractor. Do you agree, or have you experienced this as well?
2: Um, in a lot of areas, it has. You know, some areas where there's a lot of competition between contractors and sheds, they've sort of felt that they contractors have felt that they can't uh, press a farmer or a grower to improve his sheds because you know there's someone around the corner that will take it over. Some contractors have managed to get a lot of progress done and a lot of change. And um, I've seen a lot of change with growers where they've been pretty keen to to go ahead and and put in um, shearing plants that have got the safety features of the anti lockup and all that. I think it's a guideline to help people. And in those areas where there is a lot of competition between shearing contractors and the farmers feel that you know someone else will come and shear it if they if that contractor you know doesn't want to shear in this year. I think it's a tool to try and get those growers to come on board and, and change change their ideas. We may only be in a shed for three days, and that's always been a comment. Look, you're only here for three or four days or something like that. But the thing is, the three or four days at their shed and then three or four days at the next shed and three or four days at the shed after that. Mm. And we're three or four days all year round. And Our workers are, you know, we've heard the excuse so many times that you're only here a few days, and I think that excuse doesn't bear. If someone gets injured... And it's at that grower's place that that could come back on that grower, that he, he's liable because he hasn't fixed his workplace.
0: There are also actual, you know, rules and regulations as well around the sorts of things that have to be provided in a workplace. And when there are people, you know, turning up to work and there are not adequate toilet facilities or where you've got to go a long way, away from the shed to be able to go to the toilet or where there's not facilities you know there's a lot more uh, women now working in in sheds and where there's not facilities for for women so you know these are not nice to haves these are must haves. We we did a survey at the start of this to both uh, growers and another survey to workers and you know, a lot of growers were saying that, you know, their sheds were a lot of them well around the, the 50 years or older and many saying that nothing had been done in the last 20 years. And I mean, that's not to dismiss that there's a lot of people who are improving their sheds and that's great. Uh, it's just making sure that we're really picking up all of those that, that haven't done anything for quite a while.
1: Yeah, really important comments there from both of you. So, who do we encourage to use the Safe Sheds program and why? I imagine it's, you know, shearing contractors can be involved but also wool growers need to really adopt this as well. Well, That would be the idea.
2: There's different parts of the program that could be across both the grower and the contractor. So the main full shed inspection should possibly be done by the grower and, you know, if the contractor feels that he wants to do it with him or the grower wants their contractor to do it with him, just go through it together. But the pre-shearing and the induction I think more goes back to the shearing contractor and, and the pre-shearing in conjunction with the grower that they can go through and just make sure everything's good before they bring their team in everywhere else nowadays you've got to do an induction before you start a job and and I think that's a great initiative that we put that in there so that everyone knows you know where everything is as far as emergency stuff and, and what's expected of them and it's something that you no, know, we probably should have been doing anyway. Um, it just brings us up to where everyone else is at a standard that we know we have a standard, and we work by that standard.
0: I think what we're we're going to find, and I've been seeing it already, is that we're going to have some growers who are immediately jumping on this, and then pushing their contractors to work with it as well. And then we're going to have contractors who want to work with it, who are then pushing their growers to be working with it. So I think if we can have that happening, then that's great because that's really everybody working together and holding each other accountable for safety in the shed. The growers responsible because it's their workplace. The contractors are responsible because they're bringing the workers in and the workers are also responsible for their practices while they're there.
1: Let's run through the program. It's got four very important sections, Valerie, if you want to just give us an overview of each. Sure.
0: We have an introduction section which is really explaining yeah. all about the the legal in duties of people involved in, in shearing and because there is still a bit of misunderstanding around, you know, well, the contractors, the employer, therefore, they're totally responsible for the, for the staff. But the grower, it is their workplace. They're the ones that are responsible. So we talk a bit about trying to explain that. And then we've got five modules where we've split up the sorts of things that you should be looking at as you're doing a walkthrough. So we've got the shearing shed itself, which is all around the shed structure, access movement around the shed the flooring sheet pens the board itself woolen press rooms and checking everything uh, all of the different checks that are there to go through the second module is all about machinery and equipment so the overhead gear shearing plant electrical safety Uh, To check that, we've got amenities and facilities with module three, which is the eating areas, kitchen, washing toilets um, and sleeping quarters. Then the fourth module is all about the work practices themselves. So presentation of sheep, rams, sheep size, wool preparation, protective clothing, hygiene. So the actual practices, you know, dogs and visitors in the shed And then module five is general working conditions. So making sure that we've got uh, fresh water, how we're dealing with heat and cold, ventilation, uh, dust and fumes, lighting, noise. So they're the five modules. Um, So there is a lot there. It's not necessarily that we expect everyone to, you know, to do everything all at once, but we've really tried to cover everything we can think of.
1: You certainly have covered off all bases, it seems, and I guess the important thing to remember is that it's not about going out and building a brand new shed in this instance, as we know. It's about maintenance and just maintaining a safe work environment, and it's much cheaper to do that than to have to go and cover someone for workers' comp or have to deal with a worst-case scenario if an accident was to occur. I think that's the risk that safe sheds is reducing.
2: Yes, Ellie, and that's a, a very important statement that, you know, you don't have to go and spend huge money and replace your whole shearing shed. Most shearing sheds, it wouldn't take a lot of money, and most shearing sheds, the grower could work their way through it over over time and improve the worst problems, get them improved as they go. And I notice over the years when you walk into a shearing shed with a shearing team, if a grower's done something and improved something, you will get a lot better response out of your workers than you will if you do nothing. So it doesn't matter how big or small it is, if you're improving stuff and improving along the way all the time, you will get a much better response out of your shearing team that comes in there to work in your shed.
0: And I think if we look at the cost to industry, which ultimately has to come from somewhere, you know, the loss of so many days of work, and the loss of productivity, and we know this is looked at across many industries, is, you know, that ultimately is a cost to our industry if people are not able to work, work isn't getting done. And ultimately, the Australian, you know, we're paying for, for those injuries.
1: Yeah, we certainly are. And I suppose the beauty of this tool as well is that to increase its uptake and make it as user-friendly as possible, we've developed a safe sheds mobile application so that you can do this when you're offline um, but in sheds. Can you speak us through the mobile inspection tool and its functions, Valerie? Yes, so
0: the publication has the physical checklist in there, so as Dara mentioned before. But the issue is having that all on bits of paper. Where does it go? What do you do with it? We teamed up with a company, Safety Culture, that has a platform called iAuditor, and this is widely used within, or well, many industries, mining industries. It's an Australian company, but they operate around the world. And we've worked with them to put all of the checklists on their platform. So when you sign up, you get the checklists all within your account. You can have it in an app on your phone. Uh, You open up the checklist and it's very easy. Each item just comes up and you answer yes, no, not applicable. And where there's information from within the document that gives you uh, specific measurements or pictures to show the way it should be or shouldn't be. If you want to learn more, there's just a button to click on and it will pop up. So it's right there in your hand. And you can also distribute it amongst the team. So a contractor can bring in uh, up to 10 people on their account who are also able to use it. Uh, You can take photos if you notice that there's a problem. And at the end of doing the particular checklist, you can develop a really nice report that shows everything that's passed and failed, any photos and notes, And email that. So if the contractor's done it, they can email it off to the grower. If the grower's done it and it's something they want to work with the contractor with, then the grower can email it off to the contractor. And then you can go back in and you can start to look at right, what are the things that we picked up and let's start to improve those. It's a very easy tool to use. And as you say, it works even if you don't have. Mobile reception can do it all offline and as soon as you're back with mobile reception or or Wi-Fi, it'll all sync up.
1: This best practice guide and self-assessment, it's a big step forward for the industry. What are the next steps?
0: The next steps are getting adoption. This is really just the start, having the material here, but the material is only as good as everybody using it. The key is to have everybody start working with it, making whatever changes, however big or small that they're able to, and as Darren said, doing it over time, working together, both growers and contractors working together, and providing us with feedback. So as I said before, this is ever-evolving. The idea of this was to ensure that the industry was taking charge of what it wanted to do with safety rather than it being government uh, imposing uh, particular codes on us.
2: Valerie's point there is a very valid point in that we need industry to do it for themselves. Mm -hmm. If industry does it for themselves, it'll be a much easier platform to work with. But if we've got to go along with the government putting regulations on us, I think it'll be much harder. So that's the main thing that industry takes this up and works with it, if we can reduce the injuries and and even deaths in the workplace, we won't get the legislation slammed on us that we have to do stuff.
1: No, I wholeheartedly agree. And industry's created this, but now, yeah, it's up to industry to adopt it and really make sure that it's standard operating procedure. This has certainly been a great partnership between AWI and WOSIA and industry bodies, but for now, Darren and Valerie, thank you so much for joining us on The Yarn and we look forward to having this program roll out more across the wool industry.
0: I'd just like to thank AWI for their commitment not only to to funding the project but to have everybody that we've been working with that have been equally committed to wanting to, to bring this out and to other industry bodies for their interest and to ask that they push this out to all of their networks and the wider we can get this out, the better.
2: Yeah, I'd back Valerie there and the cooperation with uh, AWI has been really good in that they've taken this with us and uh, really run with it as well. So to all other players in the game, in the, in the wool industry, hopefully they can all take it up and uh, we can make some really great improvements as far as the industry
1: goes. So. Where can you sign up to the Safe Sheds mobile app? Head to wool.com forward slash Safe Sheds. We've provided the link in the episode bio and there all the guides and assessment documents are located. You'll find a link directly to the app, the Safe Sheds digital checklist. You can sign up for free and then the checklist will be there in your account. So you can start making those incremental improvements to your shed if needed. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Yarn. We're always open to feedback and episode suggestions via our email, the yarn at wool.com. And if you do like what you're hearing, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as it helps others find us and it spreads the word about what's happening in the world of wool. Australian Wool Innovation is on Facebook, on Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Australian Wool. I'm Ellie Bigwood, thank you for your company and see you soon for another yarn.